Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get it done if you like the show. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. All right. So when I record a podcast, I don't just push play and play it out into the world. I actually go back and listen to it again. I have to edit it. I have to make sure that I didn't say something incorrectly. Once in a while, I'll, I'll read a Bible verse, for example, Proverbs 3, one, and I'll say, this is Proverbs 3.1. When I go back and listen to it, I'll realize it was actually Proverbs 1.3, and I'll have to go fix that. Or occasionally I'll miss one and somebody will email me and say, hey, by the way, you said X and it was Y and, you know, I had to, oh, Jiminy, how, how did I miss that? Right? So I go back and edit it to make sure that it's as good as it can be, that it's as accurate and tight and, and good and, and that the quality is high for you so that you have a good listening experience, right? To make sure I save the file properly, to make sure it's as good as it can be. And part of that process is that I visually inspect the waveforms in the software, what does that mean? So when I talk into the microphone, somehow there's some magic of engineering that my sound is turned into an electrical impulse that travels down a cable and goes into a box, a mixer, that allows me to mix the different sound levels. If I'm talking to another person or if I want to play a sound effect like the theme music like this, right? I can adjust that volume up or down with the mixer or I can make it stop altogether. So I got these buttons, I've got all this control, this ability to change what the sound sounds like. And that mixer audio, then the digital impulse of all of that electrical stuff that that used to be my actual voice is now a digital impulse inside the mixer that goes down a cable into the computer into a program called Logic. Now, Logic is a program by Apple. There's lots of different kinds of digital audio workstation software, DAW. There's tons of different companies out there that make that DAW software. The one I use is Logic. I'm kind of an Apple guy. So inside of Logic, then, when I speak, I can see on the computer screen in front of me a digital waveform that represents what my word words sounded like, right? It's not my actual sound. It's a digital representation of it, but it gives me a way to look and see what the sound looks like on the computer screen. And what I've learned over time is that I have a bunch of tendencies and habits when I speak. For one, I tend to breathe really heavily right before I start a sentence. And you don't need to hear all that. And so I'll go and clip them out. And I'll make a little weird sounds, little clicks with my voice a lot. And you don't need to hear all that either. I say, um, a lot. And I say, you know, a lot. And at the end of the day, when I've recorded a 30-minute episode, if there are 200 times of me saying, um, or you know, 
or making some weird little sound with my mouth, that episode would be kind of irritating to you if I left all that stuff in there. So I go through and I clip as much of that stuff out as I can. That's not always possible. You know, somebody, especially when you're interviewing another person that kind of doubles the opportunities for there to be weird sounds or somebody's phone will ding or a dog will bark. There's some weird little thing that somebody does with their voice can become overwhelming to edit all of that out. So sometimes you'll have one, and sometimes it also sounds unnatural if you make a conversation completely clean where there's never a pause or a gap or an um or any of that. So there's a balance between um, quality so it's more fun to listen to and, and that none of those things become distractions, but also where it sounds natural and like a real conversation, right? So I, I do that a lot by going back through and looking at those waveforms. That really helps me to make a better quality product for you. It improves your experience and makes the content come out instead of just the distractions. Makes it more enjoyable and more helpful. And what I've learned over time is that there are some surprising ways in which inspecting those waveforms has helped me become a better podcaster and a better public speaker and frankly, a better person in general. And here's why. Here's some some of the surprising parts about that. I can see those waveforms now. I know what it looks like on the computer screen when I said, um, for example. I don't have to go listen to it. I can start clipping those things out before I even press play and re-listen to the episode. I can see pauses in my speech. I know what it looks like on the screen when I click my tongue up against the top of my mouth and make that weird clicking sound. And I can go clip a lot of that stuff out. I know what my breath looks like on the waveform on the screen. And so learning to go back and look at what I said and how it looks on the computer screen has helped me to create better content because what's happening is I'm thinking about that now when I record. Now I'm starting to say, wait, I know I have a tendency to take a big breath right before I start talking. I know I have a tendency to say, um, when I'm trying to think. And so I'll think about that before I begin with the end in mind, like a good writer. And I start creating the content with less edit points necessary from the start. Sometimes it filters into what I do the night before. Like if I'm going to record in the morning, I say, you know, I probably ought to go to bed a little bit earlier so that my voice will sound better tomorrow so I'm not so tired. It starts changing the way I behave. If I'm thinking about what that waveform is going to look like and what the ultimate end point of the product that I'm trying to create for you looks like, it changes my behavior on the front end. I've learned to look for long periods of silence. Sometimes when I'm thinking or I try to look up a verse or whatever, I end up having a five or six or seven second pause before I go on to say the next thing. You don't need to hear all that because it'll be annoying when you're trying to work out and there's a big gap in my sound, right? You don't want to hear that. So basically all of this filters into how I behave and what I say while I'm recording because I realize it's going to be a lot easier to produce this episode if I don't have 300 edit points to fix. I only got 10. It's a lot more efficient if I just fix it up front and don't say um 647 times in a 30-minute episode, right? And then I've noticed also that it starts to filter into my daily speech. I'm aware of my tendencies because I've taken the time to go back and listen and look at what I've said before. It makes me more aware of the things that I say when I'm saying them to you in the real world, in the operating room, in the office, in my conversations with my wife and my friends, I'm more aware of some of my tendencies. You also should apply this to video, by the way. If you ever do public speaking, watch yourself on video. Record yourself sometime 
and have a conversation with somebody else and look at what you do with your face. I have this weird tendency to look off to the left for a second when I'm thinking, when somebody, when an interviewer asks me a question, and I've, I've gotten better about not doing that by watching the videos of myself having been interviewed. So then I'm trying to be more careful with how I look because I realize I look pretty weird when I do that thing when I'm looking off to the left. So if you think about and you take the time to go back and inspect the waveforms, the video, the audio, the digital representations of what you've done, it helps you get ahead of that on the front end so that you're better when you're doing it in real time. It just makes everything better. This, this idea of looking at the waveforms for me has improved the quality of my conversations and my writing overall and in my behavior in my real world. Now, not surprisingly, the Bible has a lot to say about what we say. There's tons of scripture. I'm going to put a bunch of them in the show notes, but I'm just going to read you a few of them. Proverbs 10:19 is one. When there are many words, transgression and offense are unavoidable. But he who controls his lips and keeps thoughtful silence is wise. This idea that the more things you say, the more opportunities there are to make mistakes. And when you make mistakes, it's, it's sometimes unwise if you don't try to do something about them. Control your tongue. Control your mouth. And be silent when you need to. Proverbs eleven nine: Evil words destroy one's friends, but wise discernment rescues the godly. Proverbs fifteen four: Gentle words bring life and health. But a deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Friend, this is why I'm here. I'm bringing you this podcast because I want to give you, in a world of pain, in a world full of hard stuff, you need some gentle words to bring life and health. And you need somebody who will shoot straight with you, who's going to tell you, yeah, it's going to be hard. Here's how we navigate those things. And why do I know? Why do I have the credibility to say that? Because I've been to war. Because I've been divorced. I've been blown up. I've been shot. I've had PTSD. I have found true love. And I've done it right the second time. And I lost a son. And I've been through the hardest thing a parent can go through. And so I want to share some of that stuff with you. I want to bring you some gentle words but also the, the words you need to do the surgery to put your heart back together when it's hard. Proverbs sixteen twenty four: kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. You need some of those kind words. Proverbs eighteen twenty one: death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. So there's a lot to be said about what we say. Proverbs eighteen four: a person's words can be life-giving water, Words of true wisdom are as refreshing as a bubbling brook. Proverbs twelve eighteen. There is one who speaks rashly like he thrusts a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. And Jesus in Luke six forty three forty four forty five. For there is no good tree which produces bad fruit, nor on the other hand a bad tree which produces good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they pick grapes from a briar bush. The good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth what is good. Why am I saying all this? I'm saying, if you start looking at the words that you say, if you think about them, if you're going to get, if if you could see in front of you what those words actually looked like after you said them, and you had an opportunity to go edit them and clean them up and get rid of some of those bad waveforms and the big gaps and the weird things that you do with your mouth and the sounds that you make, and you can actually produce a better version of what you said before it has the impact on another person that it's going to have, wouldn't it change everything? Proverbs twenty one twenty three says, Whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. 
I could get in a lot of trouble if I just said whatever came to my mind and released it out into the world and didn't take the time to go back and re-listen and edit and look at those waveforms and tighten them up and make sure that my content was going to be helpful to you and not harmful. James 3, 5 says, In the same way the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. That the words that you say, they can seem inconsequential, but they can actually turn into some huge thing in somebody else's life if you're not careful. Or James one twenty six, if you claim to be religious, but don't control your tongue, you're fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. So friend, the words that we say, the way that they sound, the impact that they have on other people matters. It matters so much that we be careful with what we say, because one day we're going to give an account of our careless words, Romans fourteen twelve. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God, Matthew twelve thirty six. But I tell you that every careless word that people speak, they shall give an account for in the day of judgment. So my friend, the entire point of this little episode is this. Think about what you say. Think about how you say it and the impact it's going to have on others. Keep in mind what those waveforms look like. And start thinking about how much easier it would be to just say what you need to say the right way first because it is so much more difficult later to go back and try to fix it. Editing process is harder than just saying it correctly the first time. And remember that while I can fix the waveforms and make an episode better before I release it, once I push upload and those words are out there, it is impossible for me to change how they made you feel. Not sure I can come back on another episode and correct myself or try to explain something differently. But once you've heard those words, it's really, it's pretty much in there. It's in your memory. You know what I said. And the way it made you feel is part of your life now. And so it's better if I fix it up front. And this is, by the way, this is also true what we say to each other in the real world in real time. It's best to clip those things out before they have a chance to hurt someone. And this waveform metaphor doesn't just apply to words. You know, I told you I can look at the screen now and I can see where I said, um, and I can see when I clicked my tongue and made some weird sound. I can see that. And what if you started looking at your life and you thought about what certain behaviors of yours would look like on the screen before you did them? Okay, every time I do this thing, it produces that outcome and I have to go try to edit it and fix it and apologize for it and repent of it or, or, you know, deal with it in some way. So why don't I just start trying to make this episode of my life better before I record it? Why don't I start clipping those things out before I let them happen to begin with the end in mind? Now, my main purpose on this podcast, my driving force in everything I do for you is to be the guy who brings you the good word. Ephesians 4.19 says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only that such as is good for building up others as it fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. I'm here to try to bring you the good word. And in order to do that, I often have to edit what I've said. Looking at the waveforms gives me a powerful tool to be able to do that. And I want you to take that into your real life. Think about what it's going to look like on the screen and let that get into your head before you create those words. It'll make things so much easier for you, friend. I promise if you take a second to think about what you're about to say or think about what you're about to do and how it's going to look on the screen and how much harder it would be for you to try to edit it and fix it than to just correct it up front then that would make things a lot better. I've become a much better podcaster because I've learned to look at the waveforms 
I want to take that lesson and use it to think about the power of my words, what my life looks like, the impact of all my actions, and to get a better, more efficient, kinder, more humble way for me to look more like Jesus, to be a better husband, a father, a better pop, a better friend, a better doctor. And I want all of that for you too, my friend. I'm getting there by learning to look at the waveforms, to stop making the same mistakes all over again, to think about what it'll look like and how hard it will be to edit so I fix it before I even record it. And you can too, but you got to be willing to look at those waveforms. And sometimes it's not easy, but it's worth it, and you have to start today. Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.